This month, the shutdown of schools across Canada, especially, but throughout the United States and the rest of the world, because of the Omicron variant, has only increased the number of headlines dealing with the problem with learning loss and the disruption to school experiences of students. Our lives are shaped so much by the school calendar and so much of our way of life depends upon five days a week, so many hours a day, 10 months of the year, kids go to school and parents are working or at home. And believe it or not, there are lots of children who need the stability of school because it's regular, it's routinized, and they have a place where they can be feel safe and be wanted and appreciated. Most kids want to learn, and now that there's been so many disruptions, that desire to learn has caused tremendous instability in the world of education. And everybody's talking about what to do about regaining the lost ground and bringing a better sense of mental health to the world of the young children in our lives. To start with, we can't do anything if we assume as classroom teachers and as parents that we can just open up the schools and everything's going to go back to normal. Because so much of what we do in the classroom is to try to shepherd a group of students through a series of learning experiences so that they could all end up at the same place. It's always been that way. And it's incorrect to assume that it can go on that way because while the children are out of school, so much has happened to them and to their families that so many classrooms are no longer normal. Then we have to assume that part of that lack of normalcy is the assumption that everybody can just pick up and start going back to school and come at the right time and leave at the right time and so on. All of those routines have changed. Which means that it is an ideal time to begin to really realize the promise of continuous learning. Thinking about the individualized instruction of the, and the instructional needs of the students. So much of the research points to the fact, the educational research points to the fact that students learn in peaks. If a child is not feeling well, he or she isn't going to learn very well. If there have been instabilities at home, instead of sitting and trying to focus on what the teacher is saying and what they're required to do, they're off dreaming about all the things that they need to think about besides sitting in the classroom. It also makes the older kids feel restless. Can't sit here, got to get out, and make money and do things because my family's suffering. 
So there's no two classes that are going to be on the same page because everybody's different and everybody experiences the pandemic in a different way and everybody experiences the return to school in a different way. So we need to think about continuous learning and the fact that every child is going to have his or her own learning needs and learning schedule. We know that they all learn children at different rates. Think about the children in your own family or the children of your friends and your grandchildren. No two, no two children learn how to read and write at the same time or to learn to walk and talk at the same time. Every child is different. And it is foolish of us to assume that every child is going to be ready to learn how to add three columns of numbers at the same time, or to multiply three digits by three digits, or to read anything but picture books, or to read chapter books or young people's fiction. Every child will be at a different place now, and we have to make the assumption that it is our job to pick them up from where they are and carry them forward a little bit. So how do we do that? Where do we start? We forget about the curriculum in terms of it being the guiding principle, and we think about big ideas. We look for ways to talk about big ideas that will captivate the imagination of the students and help get them into the routine of learning. That brings us to problem-based learning and integrated learning. Giving kids Lego and asking them to build something or paper and asking them to draw something or words they have to use in sentences and in a paragraph or popsicle sticks and try to build a bridge all the kinds of things that cause students to think and work together and have some success. Now, we assume and we know all children are curious. And so anything that captures that curiosity and leads children on to the exploration of big ideas, like, for instance, climate change and family instability and democracy and love and religion and the list is endless of the big ideas. So if we begin with the assumption that in order to help our students move forward we have to work with them individually the best way to think about assessing growth is by working along with them. We can't give them a task that's going to go only, only going to take them 40 minutes or 50 minutes and then say, good, you're done, and then collect what they've done and mark them. We have to give them things that are going to get them involved at, for more than a few minutes. And we, the adults in their world, have to walk around and talk to them. If they're frustrated and they can't get going, help them over. 
give them an idea, give them a boost, give them a point them in a particular direction. And as we do that, we can reinforce what they're doing. We can make them feel better about themselves because sure as I'm talking right now, there are more than half of the students in our classes that are not feeling good about themselves because life has been unfair for them in the last two years. And they need the re reinforcing of their feelings. They need to be told that it's okay to be frustrated, to, be, to worry about how they're going to move forward but to pat them on the back and let them know that you're there for them and that you're their safety net. It's an active assessment by the teachers and by the parents. <clears throat> but if you stop and think about that, it will work in the favor of dealing with the other unmentioned issue in each of the students, and that's mental health. We know that there are huge mental health challenges in the classrooms today because there's been so much instability. Kids haven't necessarily eaten well or slept well or had to worry about a parent that was sick or a grandparent that was sick or the parent of a friend that was sick. Life has been nothing but challenges. Naturally, that results in mental health problems. And by being active with our students in the classroom and putting our hands on their shoulders and giving them a pat on the back and showing them where they can go to work on their projects and helping them to achieve success, we are making them feel better about themselves. Most of my students that I taught talk about the role their teachers played in making them feel empowered and feeling good about themselves. So I want to end by going back to the beginning. All of these things point in the direction of a school year that is not linked to the calendar. Sure, it would be good if we could say everybody's going to be on vacation for two months in July and August. And everybody's finished school at 3.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But maybe some activities go on. You should know yourself that when you're interested in something, you can very easily lose track of time. Our goal should be with our students to help them lose track of time and become so excited by what they're doing and feel so empowered by the work that they're doing and the feelings of, of joy because they're accomplishing something that they don't look at the clock and go, oh, I have to do this now or I have to do that now, which means that we need to look at the school calendar more broadly and think of ways in which we can provide for the children in our world an opportunity to access learning when they're ready for it and to the best of our ability help meet that need by not putting up borders, boundaries, by saying everybody has to be out of the school by 4 o'clock, you all have to be home by such and such a time, 
there are things that have to be done for sure. Parents need to know what their kids are doing, and parents need to know when the kids will be finished school. But we can bend over backwards and make it possible for them to stay with us longer if they're interested in doing something. I used to have an art project they called Paint a Picture Competition. And every one of my students in grade four to grade eight, when I taught art on rotary, in the middle of the winter had to paint a picture. They often could sketch something that they liked on top of paper, and then they could paint it. I had students in my classroom so anxious to work on their paintings that they were there at lunchtime and often till 4.30 after school. I worked my day around the fact that I would have students painting in my classroom. I knew they had to be out by a certain time, but I knew that I was in my room working at my things while they were painting and enjoying themselves. And that's what our goal should be when we talk about continuous learning. Different kids came at different times, but more than half of them, I would say even more than 60% of them, spent time after school or before school or in the middle of the day over lunch working on their paintings until they were done. And they didn't get a grade. Everybody got the same based on their effort. If they, did a, if they put the effort into it, they were rewarded. It was only if they didn't try that I had to deal with the problems of, of negative assessments. But the vast majority, seeing the finished product, was their reward because every painting was hung up. Every painting was given a title. Every painting was given a, a border to put on the wall. And they were hung up. And everybody could see parents, other students, teachers, and their, the pride on the part of my students and their completed paintings was success, was an indication of the success of that project. Continuous growth begins with the assumption that we're there to help our students find their way in ways that they choose not that we choose for them.